Welcome to the Heart of Real Estate Podcast with Mike McFarlane and Stephen Salinas with the Mortgage Mike Group. On the podcast, Mike and Stephen discuss with top producing real estate agents what makes them successful, unique, and purpose-filled. Each episode holds a key to unlocking a door to financial freedom. Hey guys. Hi guys. Welcome to the Heart of Real Estate Podcast. Yes. I am Stephen Salinas, one of the podcast hosts here. And I have my my special guest. Actually, not my special guest. He's always my guest. I'm always. I'm, it's a, you're, I'm a guest in your heart, Our Steve. Our group's bobblehead. We've got Mike right. McFarland. I am Mike McFarland. Yeah. Co-host of the Heart of Real Estate Podcast. So and we have, uh, well, you know what? You're listening to the Riot Podcast if, Stephen. Yeah. If you are a real estate professional, whether you're a real estate agent, a loan officer, insurance broker, a title rep, if you just want to get into the industry, this is the right podcast for you. Our slogan is bringing people together. Um, we're really looking to bring together the right people um, with the right hearts. Cue the, that's the Heart of Real Estate podcast, yeah, right? right. Um, and, and we know if we bring the right people together that we can make a really um, mm-hmm. amazing difference in the lives of the people we serve. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have our, our special guest. Yeah. So we're, and, and we'll just mention this because what we're going to, if you're listening to the right podcast, if you're looking to build a team. If you're looking yes. at looking at what are the systems, what are the processes, what are job roles? Um, what do I do? Yeah. How do I do this? Like, I know I need to do something because it doesn't need to land on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. This is the right podcast for you. So and we have a great guest today, Austin Jones. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Austin, this is for, exciting. Yes. Joining us with the Jones Realty Group. Yeah. yeah. Austin, thanks for making the trip. Yeah. How, how far is this from you? I don't know. I'm it's just <laughs> I'm just driving around today. I've been all over the place. All so. over. So you're, you're all, all over Houston. Yeah, you're always between 30 minutes an hour from somewhere. So yeah, okay. that's a chance a, in this city. Yeah, yeah. And you're still in Houston. Yeah, 30 minutes an hour. Yeah, two hours sometimes. Yeah. Just just one big family of traffic. Exactly. Isn't it? So, right. Yes, yes. <clears throat> that's the commonality of, of Houston is just traffic, humidity, and uh, mosquitoes. Yeah. Mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> tacos. That's basically tacos. Yeah. That's all we got. Uh, well, Austin, thanks so much for coming, man. Um, you know, we always look to bring people on the podcast that have a story to tell, that have a great heart, um, great character. We would love to just hear, you know, how, how did you get into the business? Um, and where are you at today? What is, what does your group look like? And yeah. you know, what words of wisdom can you share with our listeners? So, um, so I got into the business in 18. Um, okay. I have, a, I own a music school in Deer Park. So I've been kind of wow. doing my own thing for since 2013 before that I was a school teacher and uh in 2018 I um in late 2017 we found out we we're gonna have a have a baby and yeah. I was teaching music till 10 o'clock at night and decided I want to try something different and uh get into real estate my brother Kevin uh was already kind of had a head start on me and so the barrier to entry was pretty simple mm-hmm. at that point so uh, I joined in, joined forces with him. Um, he had a team at the time, the Kevin Allen Jones home team. I joined the team. Um, I tried quitting the team. And then uh, somehow through that process, I ended up taking over the team and firing Kevin. So, <clears throat> so he, that's, that's a story, complete, that's a right? complete 180. So now, so now <laughs> Kevin, Kevin is uh, our, our market center leader. He's our operating principal. And so he focuses on agents and I focus on production clients. And so I'm Great. I'm running the team. We changed the, the name a year later to the Jones Realty Group and broke the team down. Um, it got real simple. 
got real lean and yeah. the COVID hit. Yeah. And so uh, we slowly started just climbing ourselves out of that situation and, uh, and, and grew a team. So how many people are on your team today? Yeah. So in the office, we have five and we have two assistants overseas right okay. now. So, yeah. How did you go about putting this dream team together? Because I know when we spoke, you know, it seemed like you, you put a lot of thought right. into a lot of research, um, learning from a lot of people that have built teams. Tell us about that process. Well, it's uh, it, it has to be said that success leaves clues. So um, mm. one of the great things about our company is that we get introduced to a lot of really high producing agents. And I mean, that was a common thread. Most high, high pr- producers in any field, they're going to typically, they're going to be like high D type personalities, real headstrong leaders, visionary, and just terrible at like the admin and the paperwork and the details. And, but the common thread that, that you'll, you'll notice with a lot of these guys is they have help. They know where their, their weaknesses are. And instead of trying to make up for those weaknesses, they surround themselves with people that, that balance those weaknesses out. So, uh, yeah, there was a book I read called the millionaire real estate agent that laid out some models. And I saw that the people that were implementing those models, they were incredibly successful. So I just started taking notes. Yeah. I love it. So you got five today. Mm -hmm. Um, Break down the team. What is, what is what does each person do in the team? Okay, so on the admin side, we have a director of operations. Uh, Aaron is our director of ops. Mm-hmm. He's the implementer. He's he's the pusher. Right on. Uh, right, and yeah. then we got uh, Alicia's our transaction coordinator and our listing manager. So she coordinates the back end of all all the business. So she's really like the day to day operations. Okay. We have a buyer specialist uh, who focuses on lead generating as well as her main focus is on the buyers. And then we have an in, inside sales specialist, Steven. Uh, Steven, he's uh, uh, first point of contact for all inbound leads. Uh, one of the things we do for our sellers is we circle prospects. So we call uh, the neighborhoods. And so he does that. Mm-hmm. And the reason we do that is because your neighbors are not going to buy your house, but we know it's like 83% of people buy within five miles of somebody they know. So um yeah. So if it wasn't for someone like Steven, we wouldn't be able to fulfill those promises. And then I focus mainly on lead gen, lead generation and, and listings as well. So, okay. so Shanna and I, Shanna, our buyer specialist and I, we mainly go on all the appointments. Okay. Steven sets appointments. Shanna sets appointments. She'll set listing appointments. I'll set buyer appointments, but she goes on the buyers. I go on the listing appointments. Got it. Yeah. Great. You said, um, implementer. So I, I, I think, I think to traction, have yeah. you, are you familiar with traction? Yeah. So, uh, so are you thinking, so oh, was it Chris is the implementer? Is that uh-huh. right? It's yeah. uh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's your implementer. Yeah. So in that capacity, like, okay. Yeah. So, and then are you vision? Is that really? Yeah. Like, so okay. he, you know, he, I'm the guy that vision ideas and, uh, he's the first one to tell me why it won't work. Right. On. You know, or, yes. or all the, all the <laughs> right barriers on. or we the like obstacles. You, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, <clears throat> You know, there's other people on our team that are just strong uh, supporters. They're mm-hmm. they're the golden retrievers, uh, uh, which is great because you definitely need that as well. The problem with that is they won't 
tell you if you're about to walk off the cliff. Yeah. Because they trust you. Right. You know, you need somebody like Aaron who's going to be like, wait a second, you're about to die. You know, don't do do me. Don't don't do that. So (laughs) so the visionaries, the high D's are are if you you know, the if you do the four animals, the uh, the lions, you know, we can get ourselves in trouble for not, you know, in the right company. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. What did um, what did it look like? So because you had you inherited this piece from your brother and then you broke it down like if somebody was either in that situation or maybe they're okay i'm at this point where i'm ready to grow what's the first hire who's the first hire who's yeah. the, what is the who right that's a that's a critical question mm-hmm. because i think in, in in real estate and this could probably be applied to almost any business is that the first hire that most people think they need to make is a copy of themselves hmm so for instance, an agent hiring another agent. Now we have two agents. Right. Or if you are a baker and you bake the greatest, you know, cakes in the whole universe and you hire the second greatest baker in the world, that's just doesn't make any sense. If you really, really think about it, what's the first hire? Well, it would be somebody who's going to do the stuff that you hate doing. It's going to be somebody on the, probably on the administrative side, if you're not strong in, in admin, and if you're strong in admin, you may need a personality or somebody that's right. that's that's going to be more personable. That's going to take some of that pressure off you if that's not your jam, insightful. right? Insightful, yeah. Insightful. So, yeah. so that takes understanding who you are, what your strengths and weaknesses are, and coming to terms with that. If you're weak in a certain area, you may not have to worry about that. You may not have to actually improve on that. In fact, you may be much more productive if you realize what your strengths are and just hone in there and okay. let, you know, find somebody else that's going to balance out your weaknesses. And I think you even, I love that you say like, okay, realize what your weaknesses are. But even when you're like, when you're finding these people, you kind of, you find that um, it's not just the person that um, you hire them just to do it, you know, they're actually, those are their strengths. You know, those are the things that they're really good at. They like it and they love it and they could do it all day long. You know, they love, they love putting things in, in folders. They love organization. They've been doing it since they were, they were a kid. Right. There there are people like that out there. They are. And when you find one of those, you're not, I'm not either. (laughs) Yeah, we're not. Right. So when you find them, you're like, wow, I've needed to like protect them at all costs. Yeah. And it's like, thank you, God. I didn't know I needed that person. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. hundred percent. Yep. I love that. Um, so you own the music school. Yes, sir. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe even for someone that's listening, that maybe, you know, they're in, uh, an industry, or they're in, they're kind of like, they're going through the motions, doing the same thing. They maybe thought about real estate. Mm-hmm. How did you, you know, did you kind of have to, um, did you just jump in or did you like have like, was there this cathartic moment? Yeah. Was there yeah. a moment? Did like, like something happen? So, uh, kind of the first thing that happened, um, is our music school grew. And in 2013, mm-hmm. we needed space. And I wasn't financially in a position to purchase anything. So we ended up leasing. Okay. And I did the math on that. And I could have paid off a house in five years with what I was paying on that commercial lease. Goodness. And uh, I learned pretty quick. I was probably on the wrong side of the business. You know, if you learn it, you know, if you ever see like the founder, like the McDonald's, like 
the McDonald's story, that's a story about real estate. That's right. a real estate story. Um, and it's, it's, it's important to know that like the real estate is really the foundation of, of every business. Cause you need a place to operate. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the first, uh, first thing. And your question, did I, did I just jump in? No, I put my, I put my toe in and, uh, I fell in love with it. It was, it was something fresh. It was a new way to help people. Um, uh, and it was a better use of my time. Yeah. And, um, uh, I realized about six to nine months into it that really to get the most out of this, I needed to go head first. And, uh, it took about a year. And then at that point, 20, 2019, I was full time. Right. Well, and, and to go back, I know there the big, I think the big thing for you guys is having, like, is it was your fourth child or is this your first? Or? So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. So I have, we have three daughters. We're a blended family. Got it. My stepdaughter's 25. My oldest daughter's 20 now. Right. My, my, my youngest daughter's 18. So they were like 14 and they were like 13 and 15 at, right. the, at the time. Um, and then I found out I was going to be a grandparent. So my stepdaughter and her husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, I found out I'm going to be a dad again, which was insane. Because wow. we had wow. tried, we tried having kids for like nine years and yeah. just, we thought the door closed. Wow. Yeah. So what a blessing. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, that, that changes. Yeah. That changes your whole outlook on everything. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay. You were a teacher before. I was. Yeah. How does, how do you see that teaching background playing into what you do to like, how does that, how does that paint your view of what you do today with your team and your business? I think the greatest level of value that we can provide our people is education. Okay. Um, I think education is not all, not only going to increase your value as a professional, but it's also going to enhance the experience that your clients are having. Um, <clears throat> there's there's so many, you know, anybody that's been in the business a minute, you know, there's obstacles, you know, there's just insane things that happen. You know, there's crazy people out there that just complicate things. But if you can just Let's, you know, before we get started, let's explain the process, you know, help people understand what their options are. Mm -hmm. Uh, It goes a long, long way. And uh, it really adds a lot of value to the relationship, not just the experience, but, you know, for a lifetime. So, yeah, I think it's critical uh, to to educate your people, uh, to stay educated. Uh, This is why we do this podcast. This is why Mm -hmm. we do videos. Mm -hmm. Uh, (coughs) uh, We're not you know, it's just important to educate, um, everyone we're working with. So when you look at that through, so we, we, cause I will say Stephen and I will like the common thread of successful agents we see is they're coming from an education background. Yeah. It's a very, really common, very common. It's blows me away how common it is. Um, and I, you know, I think there's, there's probably our listeners out there that are successful coming out of the teaching back the world they're successful as agents down. And how would you take that education background and apply it to your team? Right. What does that look like yeah. um, for your, for your team as you lead them? So um, one, one of our core values is being learning based. Okay. And so one, one of the things I look at when I'm interviewing people is if they're reading books, you know, uh, cause not all, you know, the phrase, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders, mm-hmm. they are, they're reading books. All leaders are readers. Mm-hmm. And so being learning based is, is important because 
it keeps you motivated, you know, cause motivation only lasts for like three hours. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But it also, it, it, it keeps you informed and there's only so much knowledge and experience that I can impart on other people. And so as a coach, you know, that's like the next level, right? You know, I, I can teach you a couple of things, but how far is that going to take you? But if I hold you accountable to reading a book a month or right. two books a month, uh, your, your level of growth is going to be a lot more than what 15 or 30 minutes a week, one-on-one is going to do. Yeah. So, you know, if we want people to keep raising their financial thermostats, keep expanding the uh, perception of how much business they can do, Number one is just lay a foundation of, of learning. Just keep learning. Um, um, just make it a high priority. Why? I don't exactly know why, but I know that people more successful than me, that's what they do. So I'm just going to copy them. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then, and then one day you wake up and you know, you're, you're the person that someone is like, how do you yeah. read so much Austin? Like, yeah. Why do you do that? Yeah. What are some, what are some books or maybe some resources, maybe like, two or three that you feel, uh, are, are really important to, to read just for whether it's being like a, a real estate agent or you know, <laughs> someone that just wants to grow in their mindset or personally. Yeah. So, oh man, I'm reading the messy middle right now. The okay. messy middle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, rework, um, one of the first books, business books that I read when I started really reading, you know, personal growth was, um, from good to great by yes. Jim Collins. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of principles in that book. So I listened to that book and I remember pulling over on the side of the road and be like, I got to write this down. This is such, such great stuff. The principles behind leadership and developing talent. And, uh, so that would be definitely a big one. Um, uh, uh, traction, yeah. Is a great one. The one thing by Gary Keller, yeah. and, you know, for real estate, millionaire real estate agent, uh, it's incredible. I mean, um, another, another book that really, uh, changed, changed my life a lot was the miracle morning. Uh, okay. I think so that that's when I started waking up early and you know, that was atomic habits. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah. Right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's all good books. Common, common, yeah. Those all sound very common. So. But, it, but if you're not a reader, I would probably start with uh, The One Thing. It's a simple read. It's, yeah. it's an easy read. The One Thing by Gary Keller. Mm -hmm. Just perspective. Yeah. So I've got, I've, I've got circled in our notes from our, our meeting to tell the story about your coaches, right? Your first two coaches. Tell us about like, tell us about yeah. one, like, what do you like the value in coaching and then give us, tell us your story. Cause I mean, you got an interesting story with your coaches and what happened. Right. You had, right. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I really can't, can't justify sacrificing a coach like at any level. Like I think a coach, um, is going to get the best out of you. A good coach is going to get, get the best out of you. It does take, if you're looking for a coach, sometimes you don't always get the right fit right off the bat. And I found that out the hard way because when I made the decision to hire a coach to make that investment, um, yes, the first two coaches I had fired me like right, right away. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, you know, looking back, it could have been a couple of different reasons, but I, I felt kind of, 
I was I was actually kind of oppressed in in a way because the message I got there was you're 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 valuable, and for us for us not being a good fit to continue together in a relationship wouldn't be the best thing for you. And so I felt like that wasn't, I felt like he was telling me it wasn't the best thing for me to be paired with him. So I, uh, yeah, it took me a couple of coaches and then, yeah. uh, my coach Andy Hannigan from, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, he's the one that, that helped us financially really turn around and profit and become very profitable. And, uh, he said some couple of things. One thing I was, I had a session with Andy one time and I was just kind of complaining, you know, one of the, one of the things that feeds our business is lead generating and Mm -hmm. getting on the phones and making those contacts because we know contacts is going to lead to appointments and appointments leads to to, to business. And that's no matter what business you're in. That's, you know, selling seashells by the seashore. It's all, (laughs) it's all lead generation business. right? Right. And I was telling him that in order for me to hit my goals, I had to make 12 contacts an hour for three hours. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing it. And I was start thinking like, there's gotta be some, some magic secret. Like, how do you hit 12 contacts an hour? I'm only hitting six or seven. I'm like, I'm going to talk to Andy. I'm going to get him to tell me what do these high producing agents do to hit 12 contacts an hour? Cause that's what I wanted to do. He said, so I explained the, the limit to him and he said, Austin, is this something you're committed to? And I said, yeah, of course. He said, you just freaking do it. If you're committed, if you're really committed, you'll just do it. And if you don't do it, it's because you're not committed. And I'm like, hung up the phone. It's just <laughs> mic like, drop. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. But it, I mean, isn't wow. that true? Like somebody, yeah. so many of the things that we want to accomplish, we, we make it, we overcomplicate things mm-hmm. we in our mind. On the market. What's we, that? We blame it on like the yeah. market or we blame it on, I yeah. don't know, whatever, whatever our life situation is going is, on in our head. At that I don't moment. have the skills. I don't have the tools. I don't have the people. I don't have the space. I don't have the money. It goes on and on and on. When, you know, if uh, episode three of Think Like a CEO podcast came out this morning, he was talking about the old guerrilla marketing books. Yeah. You know, if you ever read those old guerrilla marketing books, like just hustle, you just can't, you just can't uh, outbeat somebody that just works hard. Right. You know, and just push. So, man, we didn't spend any money on, on marketing after that or on inbound leads. We just worked. We just. All the people we know. Wow. Yeah. First of all, answer the phone. And if yeah. you can't answer as the phone, simple as that. call them back, you know, and uh, you're already in the top 10% of, of agents right there <laughs> just doing that. Right. I hate to say it, but well, answer your phones, people. <laughs> that's funny because the barrier, some people can think that the barrier to entry is so high. Yeah. But with that mentality, the truth is the barrier to entry is so low. Yeah. Because if you, if you just answer your phone, yep. if, if you're willing to just call people, mm-hmm. right. And call a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm going to, I'm going to have 12 contacts an hour. Yeah. That means no matter what I do, this phone doesn't go down. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty low barrier of entry and you yeah. don't have to pay for one lead. You don't have to pay a dime. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. And you can create a phenomenal business. hundred percent. Right. 36 yeah. contacts a day, five days a week. Yeah. I mean, we got people weeks flipping burgers for eight hours a day, making minimum wage. I mean, right. why can't we? 
Right. Do the same thing. You know, yeah. you can flip 12 burgers an hour. You can make 12 phone calls an hour. Right. Wow. And if, if it's, if we're, if it's of our, like my personality makeup, I love people. Yeah. I like talking. Yeah. Right? And I'm imagining that most of our, our listeners are, are in that same mindset where mm-hmm. salespeople, I mean, we're yeah. just naturally, we like people. We're gravitating towards <coughs> that. So the truth is put a phone in my hand and I'm doing the funnest thing I could imagine yeah. doing. Right. Not always the way the mind wants to process right. that. Right. Yeah. But it really is like putting us in the best possible yeah. position to be successful because that's what we like to do. It's a mind game. Yeah. It's a yeah. mind game. Our mind's always playing tricks, For tricks sure. on us. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, but how often does something horrible, I mean, I've never died making phone calls, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've heard this thing. It's like, you've, your uh, success rate on like problems is a, or, or like trials is a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Like you didn't, you I didn't tried. die. <laughs> we're not it out. Right. And always we're not saving lives in this business. Yeah, no, we're, we're not saving we're not, lives. we're not saving lives. What when you when you run against that? So we're how about call reluctance? You know, you're you're in the zone, you're making your calls, you're about to, and the you know, your your mind starts to kind of talk talk like it does, where yeah. it's like wants to derail you. Like, what do you do? How do you respond? Uh, you growl and you hoot and holler and you start tapping on the desk and the room starts getting quiet. You got to, you know, that's part of our job as leaders is to create energy. So, I mean, you ask anybody on my team, what's the first thing I do when I walk through the door? I scream, Love it. you know, I shout, yeah. you know, yeah. give, you, this takes energy. Mm-hmm. This takes energy because we don't, it's, we don't always see immediate results when we're doing this. I mean, there's, there's been days where I've been on the phone all days. No, 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 no. The sun goes down. Somebody calls me, Hey, uh, can you run numbers on my house? I got to get this thing sold, you know, in the next 30 days. Like you just keep going and just, you know, fall in love with the process and the results will take care of itself. Right. So, yeah. So what do I do? Also (laughs) breathe, drink water, you know, take care of yourselves. Uh, I might have. ADHD. I don't know. The doctor says I do, but you, you find, uh, you, you find ways to limit distractions right. and, uh, you build a, a bunker, you, you yeah. block out that time, you make it sacred. And then you tell people to watch me, you know, it may sound like I'm trying to show off, but I'm actually saying, Hey, come watch me do this because I need your help holding me accountable. Right. And so when I, there with when, yeah, when I give somebody the invitation to watch me do something, yeah, you're going to, you're going to make sure you, you do what you say you're going to do. So yeah. I remember Shauna said the, that, the buyers. Yeah. Our yeah, buyer yeah, specialist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she said that your atmosphere um, is almost like electric mm-hmm. where you work. How do you create that atmosphere? I know like, I mean, your culture, it's high energy, right? Well, so the, the, the cool fun answer, it's kind of like a football game. So here's what's really happening at, at a football game. There's a lot of people there's community, there's culture, they have, there's a common interest, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of alcohol. But <laughs> you, you know what people don't realize? There's also a scoreboard constantly showing you every stat of every player. If you're at a baseball game, it's showing you the pitch count. It's showing you that there's there's two outs at the bottom of the ninth, full count. You know, you got a man on second and, you know, you need a single. And you wouldn't know, you wouldn't understand the context of what's happening if it wasn't for the data. And so it goes back to the nerdy part of the answer. 
-hmm. on our wall are the numbers. We make a little competition. Here's the connected contacts. Here are the appointments set for the day, for the week, for the month, for the quarter. And everybody's next to each other. And we got these big TVs in our office. And we just, hey, uh, hey, Stephen, I see you're, you know, we're 30 minutes in. You only got two contacts. You good? You know, so it's right there. The numbers are right there. So by, by, by having that data in front of you, you're able to really understand, you're able to understand the context. And so that's what makes, you know, an exciting play at a, at a baseball game or a football game exciting. That is cool. Is the context of, of that play, which is based on the data on the scoreboard. I love right? that idea. You almost, you almost need like a gong. That you gong. Can- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you just hit every time that you get a connect. Right. And I like, I like the scoreboard idea because there's one, you see your work, but you also see the work in the collective. Yeah. Um, so you'll, maybe you have a day where you crushed it. You just, you know what? I had lucky dials and people were answering and yeah. they were saying yes. That didn't happen all the time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of the times we're just, we're pushing through phone calls yeah. just to get answers. Um, but to see the collective effort. Yeah. Right. So it's like, man, today I'm struggling, but man, as a group, somebody else filled the gap. Yes. Yeah. And we yeah. are on the same team. Yeah. So, so with any good team, there's a little bit of competition inside of the team always, mm-hmm. you know, that, and then, <clears throat> but like you said, the collective ultimately is the most important thing is, you know, when somebody's sick or when somebody's out or when somebody's just not, you know, uh, like Jose, Jose Altuve is a great example of like the worst hitting streak ever. Gosh, and we yes, still won man. the world series, right. right? It wasn't because of one person. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing that people don't realize about Jose Altuve is he probably had a tremendous amount of influence behind the scenes while yeah, he was, absolutely. while he was dry, you know, while yeah. he's on that dry streak. So Yeah. Great point. It's that collective energy. It's that common goal. And so that's another thing that I would add. How do you pull it together? Well, you have a common vision and you just, you can't over communicate the the goals and the vision and, and the, and the math to it too. So if you have, if you know what you need to do from, for the, for the month, how does that break down to the week? How does it, which you can't control. You can't, you, at the end of the day, you can't control the monthly results or the quarterly results or whether or not you hit your annual goals, Mm -hmm. but you can, you can control what you do in the next 60 minutes. Right. And so if we break it down to what do you do every hour, that's where the results eventually come from. And that's the only thing that we can really control is, you know, uh, another book I can recommend is the four disciplines of execution, uh, uh, you got the lag measures, you got the lead measures. Yeah. And one of the, one of the, the, the disciplines of execution is keep a compelling scoreboard and just break it down and track it moment by moment. Gosh, it's wow. Yeah. Cause we can't control the output, but we can't control the input. Yeah. Right. And then, and, and you said, it's the math. We know the math. If we just play the numbers, mm-hmm. the math will prove itself out. Yeah. Right. It's, it does. Yeah. It really does. It's amazing how often <coughs> it's like, wow. Okay. That, just proved itself again. Um, but if I don't make the calls, if I don't commit to doing that work man, guarantee the output's not going to be anything. It's not going to be what I want it to be. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, vision. What's the vision for you and your team? I know you have a pretty big vision for where you want to take this, right? Yeah. So, so, uh, our, our mission is to help people build wealth through the power of real estate. We think that 
um, studies show, trends show that real estate is the the number one way to break out of poverty. So people that otherwise wouldn't be able to buy homes, like family trends of poverty that can go back generations and yeah. generations, we see those those patterns of poverty broken by ownership of real estate. Um, we feel like real estate is 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 important for building wealth, probably the most important important way. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that the studies from NAR last year showed that the re, you know why do people buy houses? They're relocating, they got a job, death, divorce. There's all these they want to they want to up upgrade, they want to downgrade, they want bigger, they want smaller. But it was like less than two percent actually said it had something to do with improving their financial situation, which to me, that should be number one. Wow. The, the financial benefits of owning real estate should be more important than the floor plan or the layout or the location. Or, I mean, those things are all important, but is this, are you building a future? Are you building a legacy for, for your family with, with this purchase and you're just waiting for something to check off all the boxes when you could probably flip a house before that the exactly. house of your dreams. Right. You know, so. Or, or we see the people that choose to rent another year. Yeah. Right. Or the, right. the time's not right. right. Oh, I think the market, I'm waiting for the market to soften or it's, it's, it hadn't softened enough or it's too, like yeah. we hear all the excuses. Yeah. Like, man, you just missed, you missed the boat 12 months ago. Yep. You should have bought period. Yeah. And by now, like start investing. This is, this is building wealth for you. January was the lowest lowest average price per home since February of 21. Yeah. So in wow. two years, we had the lowest prices in two years last month. Time to so buy. Time to buy. Time to buy. <laughs> you're right. And that means you should have been looking in November. So yeah. you're already missing the opportunity. Because yeah. I'll tell you this, Stephen and I, our phones have blown up in January, which means that March <laughs> and April, we're going to have a lot more buyers in a market yeah. that didn't have as many listings either. So here like goes it. the pricing. Pressure goes back up. Again. Yeah, I like there it. We yep. are. So, That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We have a common vision uh, for us and looking at our group. And you know, it's really how do we create a billion dollars of generational wealth? Yeah. Because every mortgage that we make, every refinance that we do that helps a client manage that debt mm-hmm. creates more wealth for them. And I'm with you, man. This isn't about... Um, checking the boxes on room size and square footage and the perfect yard or the outdoor kitchen. Yeah. It's, it's about creating generational wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Legacy. So, legacy. Bingo. Awesome. I love it. Well, wow. awesome. Thanks so much for coming, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this is just an awesome conversation. I feel like, um, like you said, motivation only lasts for so long. I feel like this is going to give give somebody the motivation, um, for today, or maybe, you know, they can keep coming back to this to just get some motivation um, and just an encouragement that you're you're making a real difference in in the lives of people you serve, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, yeah, so good, man. Thank you so much. If you guys want to connect with Austin and his team, uh, whether it's to learn from them or to work with them, we're going to put all the information below. We will see you guys next time on the Harder Real Estate Podcast. See Thanks, ya. guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Harder Real Estate Podcast. If you found this episode thought provoking and helpful, do us a favor and share it with two of your friends. Also, feel free to leave any comments or reviews. And if you want to learn more about the Mortgage Mike Group, reach out. We'd love to connect.